It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? Not even the entire internet collectively cacking itself could stop us from doing this show, Connor. For people who might be unaware, at the minute, uh, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, my entire internet service provider, all of these things are down. <laughs> and I'll admit, while you were saying that, my left headphone also died. <laughs> oh, that's worrying. Oh, <laughs> but we we press on. <laughs> it's one of those where we're just going to plough through. Don't worry about it. I don't care that the internet's down, Sean. We're going to figure this out somehow. Yeah, like, look, if it comes to it, we'll just have the entire show as like a Twitter conversation. And we'll just be oh, atting each be other good. for hours. <laughs> <laughs> no likes on none of them. No. Nobody wants to know. We get completely ratioed by literally anyone. One like, oh no, it's ratioed us. Sean, this is Movie Mondays. And so, I'm not going to ask you what I normally do here. I mean, I've spent the week gathering all the week's movie news. There's general news bits. Now, what's coming up in, like, I think it's on the 16th or the 18th. Oh, actually, you know, it might be the week after. Is DC Fandom. And yeah. so, that's like two weeks away. So, I think what's happening is, in, especially in regards to DC, is... They're saving all those news bits because they don't want to reveal anything because you have to have the big reveal at the DC fandom event. And so what that means is we're probably going to get a lot less DC news as the weeks progress until probably in a a fortnight from now. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't stop us finding news out from the source themselves, and that is Mr. James Gunn. Because James Gunn is a great source for all pieces of news due to the fact that he gets asked, like, thousands of questions a day on Twitter and he's someone that would reply to a lot of them maybe 
giving answers here or there. Yeah, he and, and, he, and he said, like, he, someone asked him about, like, why are you the one that answers all the questions? He was just like, it's a combination of I have time on my hands, it's an interesting question, and it's an interesting answer. Like, that's what he, you know, that's his validation process to reply to one of these. And so James Gunn at the minute is, of course, he was, he's got a long storied history in terms of superhero movies um, Mm -hmm. with Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. Then he did Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was about to do 3. Then they found some old tweets. They kicked him off and they said no more. Then the internet exploded and we're kind of like, he's pretty good at directing though. And DC were like... (laughs) <laughs> we're going to bring him in <laughs> let's bring him in for our own ragtag team <laughs> yeah, we've only got one ragtag team and we only have one director who can do it <laughs> so let's bring him in um, and so they brought him in he did the Suicide Squad and within the Suicide Squad he introduced John Cena's Peacemaker so yes. he is now currently working on that uh, project for HBO Max and it's going to be its own spin-off series about John Cena's Peacemaker so, that's where we are up to now, and we know that next year he is bringing out, I think it's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, is set to come out next Christmas. Yes. And he said he's going to do a big reveal of a big character, but he's given no other context towards that, so we can't really speculate. Um, but another interesting thing of one of the Q&As is that he was asked what's going to happen after that, and he actually said... He's developing another DCEU project after Peacemaker, which is, hmm. it was answered in one small question on Twitter, but that's really big news. That <laughs> is. That's that, massive. <laughs> that nobody's kind of picked up on due to the fact that James Gunn has now said that he's working on another DCEU project. So this, he's no longer Marvel exclusive. Yeah, he's a kind of a free, free agent. He can pick wherever he goes. Back when we were on the radio, we did have a brief discussion of imagine James Gunn doing a Green Lantern movie. Hmm. Well, see, that's interesting because people immediately jump to Suicide Squad 2, which is a normal enough reaction, or Peacemaker, like Peacemaker getting his own film or something along those lines. But he has said it's nothing to do with Peacemaker. So he's not coming back. Not that he isn't coming back for season two, if there is a season two of Peacemaker. But he says the project he's working on is nothing to do with Peacemaker. So it's a whole separate project that DC have convinced him to come back for. Now, if we know anything about this relationship that they've developed, when he walked in, they gave him free reign and they wanted to give him Superman like four times. And he kept being like, I don't want to do Superman. I'm not interested in that. But what that implies to everyone is that he has a little thing called free reign to basically do whatever the fuck he wants. So now we play the fun game of James Gunn is developing another DCEU project, Sean. What is it and what could it be? What would we like it to be? That's it. I was going to say, because how would you... I'm going to throw out a couple of things and you let me know how you feel about them. Okay. Okay. So James Gunn doing... Constantine. Um, see, the problem is James Gunn is so talented <laughs> that I'm going to say, well, that's a good idea <laughs> to most of them. Follow-up question. James Gunn doing a Joker movie. 
Okay, no, I'm out. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'll only have Mr. Phillips doing them. My lord and saviour, Todd. He can only big, do them. Big TP. <laughs> big TP. Uh, James Gunn doing... I mean, big news for the DC film area, just due to the fact of he's a massive to get him back. Yeah. And it means that he had lots of... I mean, we could assume he had lots of fun doing the Suicide Squad and it earned rave reviews. Like, that movie's really good for yeah, a Suicide a genuine, Squad film. It's, it's a genuinely good any kind of film. Like, Yeah. And now, so, it, it didn't do very well in the box office, but it was, did very well with people who see it. Yeah, and it was, you know, COVID times and things like that as well. And, like, and just from the perspective of this podcast, and, like, the kind of stuff James Gunn likes and does, this might be... Our best chance at a Clayface movie. <laughs> I, you, nobody can see you other than me because we are currently on video call. But I recognised the moment you thought of that while I was talking. Really? Because you did like a little sly grin and you looked into the distance. Like, oh, oh <laughs> like he's you, going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> We're always claiming Clayface movies the way to go. No matter yeah. what way you do it, it's just a great villain. It's going to look real cool on film. It's just. It's just excellent in all forms. James Gunn likes weird um, body horror stuff. That'll be fine. He does. I mean, he could also, if we're going to get bored about it, I mean, it does make more sense he just does like a Bloodsport film. Or maybe, I mean, he while he was promoting um, The Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie came up all the time. He said he loves Harley Quinn as a character. Mm. I mean, you could bring him back and bring in Poison Ivy. You could bring in oh. Gotham City Sirens. I mean, he wouldn't be opposed to that, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, no, I'm sure he'd have he'd have fun with that. Like, like this is about as like wild speculation as it gets because the oh, only absolutely. rule here is that. It's tied to the DC universe somehow. So he said he's doing a DCEU project with no context. And this is very early stages. This is like before, or this is going to be after Guardians of Galaxy Volume 3. So it's probably not going to be until 2023, 2024. But the fact is that DC have locked him in again to do another project. He's in production on it. He's he's working on it, which means that it's something he's interested in. And now we get to fanboy out, Sean, because it's one of the world's best directors in terms of movies, but especially ragtag group teams of superheroes or supervillains that is kind of like weird comedy that everyone kind of likes. Um, mm-hmm. And then you combine that with a whole host of a universe that is a bit not living up to its potential. You have a whole host of characters there that could be done up. We haven't seen the Flash movie yet. You know. True. Could turn it around. I wouldn't insult Ezra. I wouldn't insult Ezra. I know that. But we could all kind of see that maybe it's... It needs a kick up the ass, this universe. What about if that last week we talked about they were doing... Thinking of doing a Legion of Doom with... uh, uh, Jared Leto's Joker... (laughs) And yes. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. What if yeah. James Gunn is now attached? I still don't want it. I still don't want <laughs> still it. Still don't want it. That's the official view. I have two rules. No Jared or Jesse together and no Joker. Just just give me something. Just give him any hero. 
anyone that you haven't done and I think it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I think what he wants or what he like he works best with is like a fairly clean slate. That was like, I can make these characters be whatever and that'll work. Or this character, it doesn't need to be like a big team up kind of thing. I mean, would they have the balls for the Green Lantern film? We mentioned it. I mean, it could be it could be a way to go. He he does know space. Uh, he does. And then you lead into um, Blackest Night with that villain you talked oh, about, shit. the Black Hand. You, you know what's worse is they do that in the first film. They oh, would yeah. do the DC wide storyline Blackest Night, but they would do it within like an hour and a half <laughs> film. While simultaneously being an origin for Hal Jordan. <laughs> here's Hal Jordan okay here's Black Knight Blackest Knight okay good and go and Superman's dead again oh no yeah or like they don't have they don't have a Batman they don't have a Superman Wonder Woman's not involved like it's just like it's Ezra Miller and whoever they get to play Green Lantern like that's it I you know what the more I think about it I want Gotham City Sirens and I want James Gunn directing it because Robbie him and Margot Quinn. have already they've already worked together. They're all and she's very much behind doing something with Poison Ivy. It just makes sense at this stage yeah. to bring that in. And you're already doing a Batgirl series for HBO or a movie for HBO Max. I mean, it's all kind of sitting there for maybe two years from now. You've introduced all these characters. James Gunn comes in, writes a script, set it in Gotham, Batgirl against Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, print money. Yeah, and I think it would do well. Um, and, like, hopefully it would get, like, a theatrical release as well because I think his movies do quite well in terms of, like, you know, bringing in an audience. Yeah. I I mean, look, this this story I wanted to start with just because it caught my eye and then I was like, nobody's really talking about this, but if they've locked him in for another, that's, like, a really big get <laughs> For a studio that's it's struggling to find directors, and for like, and he only has two prod like it's Holiday Special and Guardians Three. Like those are his confirmed projects with Marvel at the minute. I don't think there's anything else in the wings. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean, and this involves Marvel's newest film. We're starting very superhero heavy this week, but we can move on. Um, no, no, no. Due to the fact that Matt, we've we've got a bit of a summary of the plot line regarding Marvel's Eternals, Sean. Um, Connor, what are the now, Eternals? No, sorry, I. So you're lagging there. It's just the internet's a bit weird. Oh Sean, no, what I, I said was Connor. You, what Sean, are the Eternals? What are, what are the Eternals? <laughs> It's like I can hear no, myself. No, but Sean, no, repeating. seriously. No, Sean, is there an echo in this room? Sean, what's the Eternals? Uh, the Eternals. What, <laughs> what are the Eternals? That's a funny bit that Connor came up with, and it's never dropped <laughs> once. Uh, for Actually, for the movie, we will be bringing out merch that just says, Sean, what are the Eternals? That's true. That is a thing that's in the wings. Uh, spoilers. Uh, but... <laughs> one day you're going to ask, and I'm going to go into the full history, and it's going to be 20 minutes yeah, but- long. And but I don't nightmare. want that. I just want I want the sadness of the first five seconds and then the very shitty explanation. Right, the Celestials experimented on the Dawn yeah. Ape and mm-hmm. then leading to a branch of superpower beings called the Eternals and did superpower you say after evil noon beings ape, called or did you say the Deviants. Dawn the, Do- ape. the Dawn Ape. Oh, Dawn Early ape. Okay, man. Sorry, I Connor. missed that. 
Sorry, I was asking a question. I missed a second bit. Could you just go over that again real quick? The superpowered beings called the Eternals and superpowered evil beings called the Deviants. And they're all weird looking. And so they've been prevalent throughout all of human history, safeguarding yeah. the world. Uh, and Why are you talking day, about that? The cele- I don't know, the <laughs> Celestials then would come back and judge the art and see which side was stronger and then they would kill the other half. Alright, I didn't ask for your life story, Jesus. I, I just asked so a simple question, Sean. Fucking that, that joke um, is eternal, if you ask me. <laughs> that means it's going to be around forever. Yep. <laughs> like smallpox. Nobody, gets, no, nobody ever gets to see the sadness in your eyes doing that. No, the day we do this, oh, like a, a live stream scenario, we're all fucked. Um... So, Marvel's Eternals, we've had a bit of a summary. Now, a lot of people are kind of thinking, what's it going to be about? We've seen the trailers. It looks fucking great. Looks class. Um, but still, the story came out that it's going to be covering 9,000 years. And at that point, we were kind of like, how are they going to do that? Seems like a long time to keep, you know, well, a movie going for. Yeah, but you don't see it in real time, is what I would say. True. I would guess, anyway. Um, I could only assume. <laughs> Imagine the runtime. There's just a big Lads. projector like pointed at Mount Everest, and just like for generations, humanity is just going to be watching this film. <laughs> um, so, Marvel's Eternals tells two separate stories in one film. We have learned, um, and that okay. is according to a press release from Disney, as reported by the direct. The plot of Eternals takes place across two different time periods. So, one storyline will follow the Eternals' early days as a formidable team and a close family unit, right. while the second storyline shows the team in the present, obviously separated and now living amongst the humans, and the Deviants come in and they all have to come back together. We've got our reuniting. We've got to get the old gang back together. You son of a bitch, I'm in, kind of a situation. <laughs> Yes, but we've kind of learned now that it's going to be a bit of a parallel storyline. So it could be, I mean, similar to, and I don't want to put it out there, Arrow Season 2 flashing back to the island as season of the moral of the story is a lesson we've already learned previously. But 28 episodes are needed. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I believe it, because then you have um, Kit Harrington's character is the Black Knight which is like a family mantle that's been passed down through generations and kind of thing. So he could be like the link that like, you know, he's our character in both times kind of a scenario, along with the Eternals, right. presumably. Yeah, I would assume. Um, I So is, hang on, it passes generation to it generation. Kid Car- okay, so we're not assuming Kit Harrington comes in in the present is he also going to be in the past? I just assumed he I would, would just turn up in the present. I would say, no, it's like, the thing about it is, is that the Black Knight, sometimes it's, you know, a thousand year old man who looks young, okay. but sometimes also it's a mantle that's been passed down through, I, I think it's like the Percival family or something like that. And like, all of their descendants take on the role of the Black Knight and you know, know all of the, the history of the Black Knight then. Um, kind, kind of like a Ghost Rider scenario, but with medieval knights. Yeah, and actually, by the way, this uh, idea, this summary, 
kind of supports the idea that we came up with watching the trailer that that is Pompeii that they're watching destroy the whole area or maybe that destroys um, uh, Atlantis yes. that's down underneath something like that that we're going to see the destruction of either Atlantis or them basically looking at like just volcanoes erupting and not being able to help because or choosing like, you not can't to do help or choosing not to help because that's just a natural thing that's happened. Yeah, um, yeah, like it's they don't need to intervene because it's it's not like an outside threat coming in. It's like you built a town next to an active volcano. And so then the question: Do you think that this is probably it, it's going to be a good way to get people involved and kind of get them up to speed early on? But could it get convoluted over maybe a two and a half hour period flashing back and forth? See, I I think a lot of, uh, by the third act, I, like end of the second act, start of the third, I think all of the history stuff is going to be dealt with. And then the the big finale where they all fire different coloured lasers at each other in the sky. <laughs> That'll be purely set Look. in the present. It's a superhero movie. There's going to be lasers and there's going to be a blue one and a green one and a red one. It's going to look real cool. Yeah, like, and it will. It's like, it, by all accounts, it looks like a really good movie. Um, I don't think there's going to be a problem, really, with having the... Because most films have an A plot and a B plot anyway. You know, like there's stuff going on in the background that we touch in on every so often. So I don't think having that be in a different time period will change things too much. It'll just be a different story yeah. happening in the past. Yeah, look, I I just I was interested in how they were going to do it. I thought they might just like fly through the nine thousand year thing and then just get straight to the present. Yeah. But then knowing that they're going to flash back and forth just adds a whole other layer that you can see them all hanging out or see um Richard Madden's character and yeah. um I like say back in the day and then you see him now and you see kind of the cracks forming as the Black Knight kind of comes in and starts taking some of the shine away from him. That's the thing. Like, I, like with him, I'd imagine it's a lot of... Like, back in the day, he was... He was Mr. Incredible. He was Mr... Yeah, he was perfect. But now he's... A couple of things. Either the cracks and the lunacy are beginning to show, or he wants the glory days again. He doesn't like being in hiding. Yeah, no. Look, I I think it's a good it's a good idea. I cannot wait for that movie. I for a movie that I didn't really give a shit about. Like that second trailer was so good. Yeah, I'm kind of like yeah, give it to me. I want lasers. <laughs> I want different colored lasers. And and think, look at how many Eternals there are, and think of all the different colored lasers, Connor. Oh, there's gonna be all the colors. It's gonna be like a rainbow. It's gonna be so good. And like that's the gateway then to just like an onslaught of Marvel content. <laughs> yeah, just constantly. I think I read somewhere that they have thirty-one projects currently lined up. Yeah, um, it's a lot over the next few years. It's almost too many, Sean. Almost too many for two men to review week on week. Almost. <laughs> I would say yes, it is. <laughs> We're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and this involves a series that me and you very much enjoy it that is called the boys ah so, yes Sean um, what, how would you describe the boys what to are somebody the boys who, has, who <laughs> I'm not going to ask that how would you describe the boys to somebody who hasn't seen the show um, so it would be if super, literally if superheroes were in the real world um, 
and had managers. But also, imagine if... Like, superheroes were celebrities first and superheroes second. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're heroes because of the celebrity, not not vice versa. Yes, and imagine... Because <clears throat> I, I really don't want to spoil it because it's a really good show, um, but... But I'm I'm sure people have seen say Homelander, just even what he looks like. So what if Superman, Superman, but not good? Yeah, he's Superman, but if Superman had been told from birth that he was amazing and yeah. perfect what, constantly, what, imagine watching the Justice League, but you're rooting for a small group of regular humans that don't like the Justice League. Yeah, and so like you have all of these heroes in quotation marks mm. go, doing good but then constantly being like did that get in the newspaper did, did someone take a picture of that that's yeah just take a stop for photos kind of thing yeah so if superman was an boy, influencer yeah and so and some of them are nazis <laughs> but we're not going to get into that <laughs> but uh so sometimes sean the boys have a spin-off series um, right, and so the spin-off series, the boy spin-off series, is a go at Amazon, and it's full of college-age superheroes. Sean, we're ah. getting a boy spin-off, the lads or some such. Uh, the the lads. So when you say, like, is it is is it the characters currently in the boys, but like back ten or fifteen years, or is it a whole new cast? So, the Mysterious College set-off, set spin-off of Amazon's hit series The Boys has been brewing for some time, but it has finally been given the go-ahead um, to tell the story of America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes run by Vought International. Oh, so, shit. it is not going to be... It is not going to be our old heroes. It's going to be a whole college full of superheroes who are all 21 which i can only assume means good things i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a teen drama but with superpowers uh mm. like like, teen, like college drama like have you seen blue mountain state yes it'll it's, be gonna, that. it's gonna be that but superpowered um <laughs> and like there's gonna be like you, you know it already like there's gonna be the the the, the hero who's way too interested in power and he's a bully and there's going to be the mm. nerdy kid that saves the day in the end and there's going to be a big dance and there's going to be a, like there's going to be a singing competition there's going to be, be a glee club and there's going to be states and regionals like, it does sound interesting um like it it reminds me of there's a marvel team called the new warriors who are like this young buck group of superheroes who are really reckless and impulsive and they like they start a reality show around themselves and then they blow up a school bus and kill a bunch of kids and that's why civil war starts in the comics so i can yes. totally see it being like you know young people with superpower like with great power comes great responsibility basically that's going to be the the thing of this show would you trust yourself at 21 to have superpowers? No, I wouldn't trust myself now <laughs> to have superpowers. No, someone's definitely going to die, yeah? No, I don't, like, what's, what power? What power am I getting? Like, Ooh, what power powers? Choose? 
see, I don't want to live forever. That sounds like a nightmare. So Wolverine mm. is out. Um, yeah. Spider-Man, not enough high buildings in Ireland. Fairly worthless. No, there's literally, like, you have one cabin that you'd probably be able to climb, but you can't swing anywhere else. That's it. Like, I'd get the Spire if I went up to Dublin, but that'd be about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I, like... Cyclops, nah, don't want to wear... I mean, I wear glasses all the time anyway. Yeah, but, but, not, but not like sunglasses. Like. Not like sun, Certainly not like sunglasses. Um, <laughs> you don't want to look like Bono inside. That's no. ridiculous. Neat. Fuck. Imagine looking <laughs> like Bono ever. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a, a Quicksilver or an Iceman. Like a really good at one thing, basically. Storm, that'd be pretty handy in Ireland. <laughs> I mean, you'd be at, you'd be working. Actually, that'd be hard work. It, well, like it just cause a storm if people are like ah, it's it's Tuesday. But yeah, I might actually pick Hawkeye. What? Imagine being able to just throw anything with lethal accuracy. Like, tea bags. Tip. Fucking. <laughs> if I could ricochet a tea bag off the wall and into the like, I just think it'd be cool at a party. <laughs> And like, <laughs> just holding the pen and just like you impale a, a sticky note on the wall. Like I just, oh, I just, I just use it to show off. I think. Yeah, just like constantly, just doing things that are completely unnecessary. Just imagine being like with me in like work or something, and I want to yeah. get a Red Bull out of a vending machine, and I just throw a two euro in from the other side of the building. <sighs> like everyone Fuck. wants to and hang out at Sean's desk now. You have to fuck a pen after it though And like hit the button as well And then, then it comes Oh yeah down. two pens And it hits like B7 And then <laughs> Out comes my Red Bull And then I have to walk over And grab the Red Bull <laughs> You need to walk over It's a sad walk over After like Oh no someone would get it for you though Like if you were that cool So I'd be like Ah fuck we may pick this up for him He's, ah, he's an absolute we'll get legend that over to him yeah And then they try and throw it to me And they miss And I'm like It's okay you'll get there one day uh, and then they I always say the same thing when it comes to powers. Stop time, because just stop time. It's like, pretty that's, good. It's I, pretty I beat good. everybody. But then, what if you lose your powers when time is stopped? That's not how it works. Isn't well, that? I'd be, I I'd be wasn't freezing. Why you knew how it worked. I knew how it worked. You get to make your own rules about cokes and tea bags. Can you just stop I'm time say- though, or is it like a button you have to press? It's not like, uh, what's your man's at Burner's Watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like Burner's Watch. Um, I'm just able to stop time. Right. What, what would you use that for? Or maybe reverse time? Would you like to reverse time? Like I'd micromanage the... myself to death if I could reverse time. Like the clock king. But sometimes he has power, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes just no, if you could clocks. stop time though. Like you pause it, go into the bank, rob the bank, come back out. Bring it all home. Start time again. They don't know what's happened. But like, can can you bring other people into the time stop with you? If I'm touching them, yes. So we could just batch out these episodes then. <laughs> no, there'd be no news because the time is stopped. No, we do it once a week. I meet, we meet up, and then we just do like, because like, <laughs> because we, the heroes, heroes, we can do a load of them over the course yeah. of the time stop. That'll be great. Bang them out. Bang fifty uh, in about a row. Movie Mondays and Weird News, that'd have to be a once a week thing, but it'd sure make getting trains a lot easier. <laughs> when was the last time we were in the same room? 
Jez, I think, last December. Last <laughs> <laughs> December. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, Sean, I think we need to move on. So, next up, Sean, we are going to be talking... I think... I feel like this might be the latest time to kind of try to recover a lost situation. Um, and by that, I mean... The the Warner Brothers or the Warner Media CEO has come out this week, Sean. A full right. a full two weeks after after um, a certain, you know, Christopher Nolan. Have you heard of him? I'm familiar. With yeah, some he of his said work. he said Warner Media was shit. He didn't want to do that anymore, and then he left and he went over to Universal because he'd rather work for them than work for Warner Brothers. Well. This is all due to the fact that if anyone missed it, and um, we talked about it last week as well, but Warner Media decided, without telling anyone, this, on December 3rd of 2020, that mm-hmm. they wouldn't tell the producers, the directors, the stars, or any of the reps involved in any movie that was going to be coming out in 2021, and they just said, they're putting the ball out with HBO Max. Saws lol. <laughs> everyone loves HBO Max. It's the best and so, um, a lot of people not happy uh, due to the fact that you thought you were doing a movie for the cinema and then you just got told, no, we're also putting it on streaming so you're not going to get as much money. Now, this is the whole Scarlett Johansson thing as well that there's an issue with. Which is apparently but settled, but that's That's now fine. settled. But Christia, uh, Christopher Nolan, he came out and said, I thought I was working for the best uh, studio in the world. It turns out I'm now working for the worst streaming service, <laughs> which yeah. I quite enjoyed that quote. But he now has left, and that is probably going to be the first of many. And so this week, HBO Max day and date plan was rushed amidst Warner Media CEO. <laughs> Nearly a year later. <laughs> Jason Killar said he's come out this week, Sean, and he's a, he's ahead of the curve. Because I know what you're thinking, right? All the directors are mad. All the actors were mad. All the producers were mad. And your biggest director, Christopher Nolan's, already left to your competition. Now is the time. Hot on the button of what he needed to do. He's come out and said, my bad. <laughs> you know the phrase, you want to get out ahead of it. I think... He- God, someone needed to say that phrase to him a while ago. He, he can see, like, the real, the small dot in the distance. And he's like, now, to step out in front. Oh, wait, no, it's already gone past. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, we've gone wrong here. Uh, like, yeah, now they think it's about, like, they, how, like, how it baffles me that they thought that people would react well to that news, though. Like, when it was originally announced. Oh, man. I mean, the funniest part of this whole thing is his quote. And it's literally the equivalent of, lads, my bad, right? I'm after, I've fucked that one up. I will admit, but for luck, what can we do? <laughs> Are we all good? Yeah, we're after losing I'm the company billions of dollars, have I? <laughs> all right. I lost Christopher. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry if I hurt your feeling. Oh, yeah. no. No, you wrong. Note apologies on Instagram. Yeah. Um, he says... I wish I hadn't done it. Fuck, this, no. This is, this is my favourite. Uh, the first line is, I'll be the first one to say it. <laughs> oh, you won't be. Factually, you won't the, be. The responsibility rests on my shoulders, I suppose. And that, in hindsight... We probably should have taken maybe the better part of a month to have 
some conversations over what was to do, what we were going to do with our 2021 film slate. Jez, you should have done it in, you should have waited till the new year, I would have said. Like, well, he, had to, he was trying to get out ahead of it, of the bad news. He was trying to, he, right, okay, so he wanted the bad news to come early, so that right about now yeah. he could apologise. Now in October 2021, I'm going to fucking put a killer apology out. We're going to make all this PR back. Nolan's going to come back. Marvel are going to sign over the rights to us. Do you think Christopher Nolan's looking at this going, God damn it, I forgive him. <laughs> Universal, fuck off. I'm going back. Will I ever see you again? Sure, baby. Next corporate takeover. <laughs> <laughs> We'd tried to do that in a compressed period of time. Less than a week. Because <laughs> less than a week. Sounds because bad when you say it, doesn't it? <laughs> less than a week to decide on a multi-billion dollar idea. And kind of rob people of, I could only assume, millions and hundreds of millions of dollars between everyone. Um, just kind of took it away overnight. And we decided in less than a week. Because, of course, there was going to be leaks. And that was going to be going to everybody on what we should do. So we decided to just do it. Well, why not just put out a statement to be like, oh, we're considering it. Like, surely that's a fine thing for a company to say. It cost 170 filmmakers millions of dollars. <laughs> Sounds so much worse when it's all condensed into one article, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, my favourite is this. He's waiting until October 2021. I think this is only a story for me and you. Because we've kind of covered this story and like watched it develop. And they've said nothing. And it's now 10 months later and they've done the equivalent of... Yeah, look. Oh, um, I think we'll call Jez, Mulligan on that one. Just <laughs> probably should have vetoed. Probably should have vetoed on that one, boys. Look, we'll call it a quits, right? You would want, I would want. We are, we're all coming out winners, aren't we? What? Yeah, no, look, no one's to blame. No one's to blame. <laughs> no. One's to no. Blame. <laughs> Us? We're to blame. Um, what? Sean, do you think Warner Brothers, this has mended all of the bridges that they have set fire to? Or will this maybe accelerate some of the departures that we were thinking of that would we would be seeing in the next year? I think this is so that when more departures happen, they can refer back to this statement to be like, we're sorry our apology wasn't enough to keep it. So that they can kind of save face later on down the line. Hmm. Um, instead of apologising after you know, a dozen directors leave your studio. Yeah, I, I think I think the important thing is that this decision was made because it was going to make them an extra $18 billion and it was going to take some money away from the people that made the film. But the studio would get way more because HBO Max were going to pay them a shit ton of money. <laughs> and that's the, the thing, is that like, the, the studio, they're not getting paid by the film. No. Like, they're... They're getting paid for running the studio. <laughs> mm. And so, I look, I just thought that was a funny news story. I love the quote of, in hindsight, poor boys, yeah, look. Probably oh, now that we've seen how everyone feels about it, of course <laughs> we think months it's later, <laughs> Ten yeah. months later, now we think we did wrong. Um, so we're going to move on. We've got the full cast announcement for a movie that you are looking forward to. Now, this is one of those films 
that is very similar to, I would say, the Dungeons and Dragons movie that is set to come out. And that is a weird movie premise that shouldn't work, but the cast is so good that we kind of have to just go with it. And that is Wonka, Sean. That is Ah. the Willy Wonka prequel starring Timothy Chalamet. Um, now the, f- the full cast has been announced and of course it does star Timothy Chalamet um, who will be playing a young Willy Wonka and you also have a few people that you might recognise so Rowan Atkinson is also going to be in this film and um, mm-hmm. there's a little known Oscar winner known as Olivia Colman who will be in this film um, right. You have Tom Davis and Simon Farnaby from the Paddington movies who will be in this film. I know you love, you're a big fan, I mean, you're a big Paddington, big Paddington fan. A Fannington we call ourselves. Fannington's. Um, Oscar nominee Sally Hawkins will also be in this film. Um, you, <laughs> you have Keegan-Michael Key, he will also be in this film. That's an Emmy Award winner, Keegan-Michael Key. Um, the very same. Very same. And, I mean, the list goes on and on, but it's going to be a lot of British stars that is basically a star-studded ensemble of, like, British cinema that are all going to be in this film surrounding Timothy Chalamet. That's a really... <laughs> That's a really interesting cast list for a movie that I really, really don't think should be made. But but what about if I turned up with Olivia Colman, Rowan Atkinson, and Timothy Chalamet? Can't go wrong. I don't. I acknowledge they're all very good actors, right? Rowan Atkinson is not really a draw for me to oh, a movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would even go as far as to say Timothy Chalamet is not a draw for me to watch a movie. Jesus. You are not going to like Dune. I'll tell you that. No, no, because Dune is the draw for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Jason Momoa is the draw, of course. Apparently, I, there's apparently a cut of a trailer for Dune, and it's just billed as like an action movie starring Jason Momoa. Oh, that's good. And Oscar Isaac pops up sometimes. Yeah, from, from Star Wars, you know oh, him. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, um, no, from X-Men. Ah, Apocalypse, of course. Yes, of course, of course. Um, um, but yeah, but look, I, 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 this excited? movie will certainly come out. I'm not excited. What now? The trailer. Oh. Right? Slowed down version of World of Pure Imagination. How much money are you putting on that? I'd, I'd put 20 quid on it. 20 quid between us? Okay. I'm going to Will predict you take that, that action. I would take that action. Um, I'm going to. Someone write this down. This bet is taking place. Um, I would say it'll be Johnny Cash Hurt. Slow, slow down. Okay. Okay. But that, surely the Trent Reznor version would be. But, or, or. It's a, it's a regular trailer. There's orchestral music, things yeah. like that. The the word Wonka comes up on screen, and it's the piano intro to World of Pure Imagination. Oh, I can't Come give that to you. Me. I need someone to say the phrase "slow down," like, and it's like a lot of orchestra, but like kids, yeah, it's a kids orchestra yeah. singing it. Yeah, I got twenty quid. 
20 quid okay. on it. I'm now kind of agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't do that, they're missing a trick. It, but if we're both... Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are the other songs? Um, <laughs> Just Oompa Loompa. <laughs> they, they take me to the candy shop. Yeah. <laughs> the candy man can. The candy man can. Oh, yes. That's good. Uh, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like... Uh, Sweet Escape, Gwen Stefani. I think My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard sang by Johnny Cash. Slow that down. Show Wonka looking sad constantly. He's just constantly trying to bring kids to his yard. Do you think that's already in Johnny Cash's repertoire? I could only hope so. if it's not, I have some bad news for you, Connor. No, but I think we could kind of put it together technologically. We get some words from different songs, we combine it together. I'm sure there's a song where he says, Milkshake Boys to the Yard. In prison yard, I guess. There's milkshake is the tough one there. Right? That's so. a tough one. Now you're, where are you going to find that? <laughs> There's got to be one song. Dare I Google Johnny Cash milkshake? <laughs> Just a video of him drinking a milkshake. Maybe. Uh, John, no, it's all like burger meals and shit like that. Useless. Useless to me. Anyway. Back Sean, on track. We're, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this involves Venom 2. Now, oh. we haven't seen it just yet. Um, I suppose we should do a review of the film for this podcast. Um, should we, though? Do it's a pretty care? big month, October. We're going to do Venom 2 and Dune, um, Dune. In, the same, in the same month. But Venom 2 has arrived, and I've got some reviews now, I wouldn't normally do this, but they were so wide and varying that it was it was maddening to me that nobody could decide on what they wanted this to be or what they felt it right. was. Um, there was half the people saying it was the best thing they'd ever seen, half the people saying it's not, it's absolutely terrible. Um, but so I thought I'd read some of the reviews to you and you just let me know how you feel because I know you're excited about Venom too. I know you're thinking this is going to be the best Venom film you've ever seen. Uh, I, 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 none of that's true, but you can read reviews to me all evening if you want. <laughs> My favourite review of the movie was, it's the worst movie Tom Hardy has ever made, it's the worst movie Woody Harrelson has ever made, and it's the worst movie Michelle Williams has ever made. <laughs> that's it. That's the review. Three for three, it turns out. <laughs> the... Uh... I'd like, oh, okay, sorry, next next review. Um, there's not much to say on that one other than, wow, that's harsh. Um, the sequel inhabits the same comfortably dubbed space as its predecessor. If you like the first one, you'll like this one, Sean. I think that's fair because, and I have heard people say, it's a dumb, fun movie. Mm. Like, if you turn your brain off and just don't put too much into it, yeah, you'll enjoy it. Um, but I, I, I do think... It's probably going to be about as good as the first one. Um, I also have... Um, so, some of them were... Sitting a Venom, let there be carnage. You quietly ask yourself, what have I done wrong? Is God punishing me? Wow, that's intense. <laughs> think that, and this is coming from someone on a comic book and movie podcast. I think that person might be too invested in comic books and movies. <laughs> I think so. I think just chill out, lads. I think it just could be dumb fun. It can just, or, or it can just be bad. It doesn't have to, you, you, you didn't, you know, 
lose your faith in religion or whatever. I have never seen there. a bad movie and then been like, oh man, my life is over. Like, no. That's the worst like, thing the, ever. There are bigger things going on than a movie being shit. Like, it's it's not the end of the world. It doesn't matter. I went to see Batman vs. Superman, right? And I came yeah. out with that movie and I was like, that's bad. But then I got in the car and then I went home. And then I never thought about it until we did this show. Ever again. <laughs> and like, I I saw The Predator at 20 past 10 on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> you did? And... You it, love The Predator. Oh, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny. Yeah. It's funny to talk... Like, that's a, that's a weird thing that I saw that at 20 past 10 on a Tuesday morning. And it was me and a guy in a Predator t-shirt in the cinema. <laughs> How disappointed do you think he was? No, it was a, there was a bit where, yeah, in the movie, they look at a bunch of motorbikes mm. and one of the characters says, get to the choppers. Oh, and and what did he do? It, from from the other side of the cinema, I could hear like, <laughs> like you just, you really like that joke. What's he up to now? I want to know what that know. guy's up to. How sad I mean, do you think he was, though? I don't know. He seemed like a, a a regular person that just liked the Predator. Yeah, you know, like the original, probably. And oh then yeah. Was like, oh, this might be good. He's a big fan of the Pierced. It was like that. That's where he came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I mean, I, we didn't chat after the movie, so oh. I don't. I thought know. you would. It'd be like your brothers in arms. Like you've been to Vietnam together. Like it's just you and him. He left. He left in an awful hurry. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> so I just wanted to cover that because we will be reviewing it but I thought it was fun that there was nobody that could agree whether it was good or bad so it's either dumb fun or it's the worst thing ever and I'm interested to see where we fall in, in all of that yeah at the, like I'm going in expecting not to like it but I would love to be surprised is the thing and this leads us on to our last story of the week and why those reviews caught my eye is because Sony um, they have been putting out feelers quite a lot, and Tom Hardy has been going hard in this yeah. press tour, being like, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're taking Venom here, here, and here. Now, it all relies on the fact that Venom 2 does well, so that's why I was paying attention to the reviews, because do people like it? Is it going to make money? It's making a lot of money currently. Um, now, we don't know if it's going to die out week two. Um, it, it could still die out, which normally happens with bad movies. But we don't. Connor, know. there's no time to die out. <laughs> also in the cinema, which will That's compete doing with really Venom well. Two. It's doing great. It's the best like COVID box office release. It turns out, and apparently it's good. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're finishing off with Sony. The news is that if Venom Two lives up to expectations. They are hopefully planning to unite Venom and Spider-Man with a Sinister Six crossover that would be separate to the MCU shot. This. The, uh, that that headline exhausts me. Mm. Because it's, it like, that's just words to generate hype. True. And it is definitely the title of this episode, yes. I'll be honest. True, it's a rumour. It's a rumour. But, do, like, are they just... Because they tried to set up a Sinister Six before through a series of 
ever more complicated backpacks in the basement of Oscorp. So many backpacks. It was like a schoolyard. So, I, I just, they should do it because it's a good story, not because Sinister Six will make money. Like, well, and I know that's a lot money. to ask. <laughs> like, Venom 2 was made for the love of the character, surely. Why does anyone else do things in Hollywood at all, Connor? <laughs> so in but, itself, I mean, the, mo- the, the rumour has been around for a while, but why it's news this week is we've kind of got more uh, an expansion. So Deadlines and Tony- Anthony D'Alessandro elaborated on Sony's expanding plan with a more connected world. So he said that Sony's always kept outside of the new Spider-Man stuff they're doing with Disney mm-hmm. and the MCU. And Sony always kept their Marvel stuff separate. So with this Venom, uh, they're actually going to try to connect to that Spider-Man universe they're setting up with the Disney and MCU moving forward. And so they are actively now trying to connect the universes and make the long-term goals to make a Sinister Six film. And of course they have Morbius coming out as well. And so it's all lined up, Sean. That we're going to be seeing even more Spider-Man. Even though I think Tom Holland probably would want to be Spider-Man for too much longer. For I just get no. the sense he he might leave after the next one or the one after that. Yeah, I know there was news recently about um, like comics being nego- sorry contracts being negotiated for Tom Holland for like for a, for a big sum of money. But that could be like that could be one film for a big sum of money, or it could be four films for a big sum of money. But I I don't think we're gonna see him last forever in the role because he can, like he can't you know he was brought in when he was nineteen twenty, and now he's uh, yeah now he's what like twenty five. I think he turned twenty five this year. So like he's not gonna be. Fresh-faced young Peter Parker, forever. He's going to be Nathan Drake eventually. <laughs> he uh, is. He, he's going to be. He's going to be in the woods, covered in muck. But I. But I can see him kind of hanging up the mantle and then coming back as an older Spider-Man in the future, to like a Miles Morales maybe. And you also have Craven. So, my my question is: They're working on a Morbius and a Venom and a Craven film. And they're also planning Sinister Six. But, coincidentally, Spider-Man No Way Home has about 19 villains in it already. So, do you bring across those villains? Or do you just go, right, well, we have Venom, Morbius. But Venom and Morbius aren't even part of the Sinister Six. Like, Craven's the only one there. So then you, I suppose you do bring them across? I guess. Like, the, the, the thing, like and look, they've all been in the Sinister Six. They're just not the usual roster. You know, like, there's always the... The, oh, that time that Venom led the Sinister Six against Spider-Man, and, all this And of course, of Michael Keaton is also in Morbius, so he's yeah. also in that universe. Like, I, I, if they are trying to link the universes more, the upcoming Far From Home... No Way no, Home. No Way Home. I always do it. Yeah. The upcoming No Way Home is their the most logical way of doing it. Because if you establish a connection between any of Sony's properties, like uh, Electro or, you know, Doc Ock or Doc Connors or anything like that, if you establish that already, then you can have 
Tom Holland Spider-Man pop over. But I don't know how it's going to work with the Venom who is basically just a hero in those movies. Yeah, I think it is a strange setup. If Spider-Man, are Spider-Man and Venom together? Like, working together? I guess. Unless Venom sees Spider-Man and just goes rogue. He goes with Morbius as well. Like, Morbius is there too. Rare blood, yeah, some blood messing disease kind of thing. I'm not excited about Morbius at all, by the way. Are you like, not? Even with our friend Jared. F- even with her friend Jared, any time it comes up, I'm just like, oh yeah, that movie's happening. Because <laughs> I think Sony right now, they're kind of, like, they've been sitting on this for a few years. Like, they want to get this off the ground ASAP. Especially when yeah. Venom 2 has is doing good in the box office for the first week. They're like, fuck it, all systems go. We've had, we've yeah, Craven, we've got, we've got Morbius, we've got Craven. Tom Holland might come across for one. They're already introducing all these universes. Fuck it. Let's go all in. Bring in some backpacks. Let's make a Sinister Six. Yeah, and look, it's... It's not unthinkable that there will be, like, little one-shot stories, you know, separate from the MCU timeline. We thought their Um, Sinister Six, by the way, was going to be in No Way Home. Like, my idea was that the three Spider-Man would be up against the Sinister Six. That just made sense to me. Yeah, and look, maybe this is like 4D chess and it's all leading us away from the idea that the Sinister Six are in No Way Home, which they definitely are, from what we've seen. <laughs> there's there's quite a few of them. It might be the Sinister Four, like, but there there's a few of them there. But, like, I like, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I said this last week, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Hardy's Venom showed up in No Way Home. I think I came down on the side of the line that he would show up. Yeah, you thought, um, what was the seed? That the lizard, so, uh, a big hulking figure trapped in some kind of barrier. Yeah, you thought that was Venom. I said it could be Venom. No, you like, said it was. You said I will said kill my family 100%. if that isn't Venom. Twenty quid. Put twenty quid on. It. <laughs> That's Come how on. much their lives are worth to me. <laughs> to me and only me. <laughs> worth more to everyone else. It turns out. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Um, so Sean, that is. That was the biggest r- rumour I could find this week, just in regards to, like, Spider-Man has a lot of shit going on right now, and the faster No Way Home can come out and we can kind of clear some of this up, the better. Um, and that will lead to Doctor Strange, that will lead it to... Did you it's see the cool on. logo, by the way? They did um, Doctor Strange's logo mixed in with the Scarlet Witch's uh, headband. So her logo mixed in with his... Was, oh. the new, was the logo for the new film. That's something small. That's not even news. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's nice to have... It is nice to have news, though. And not just... You know, non... Like, just the, the smallest detail being turned into an AI-generated news story. Exactly. So, Sean, <laughs> that is it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week. Will I take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone over on Patreon who supports us. Uh, big shout-outs to Waffles, your grant, but would the following students please see the principal after school? Kira Lawler, David Clark, ah. Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin Trodoshin Halley, Ryan Wright-Time Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Team Irish, Walrus, Helmroos, 
Little Dicky, on the day the boys were asked to sing, the one sang with a great rock voice, while the other rambled as if he was stoned, like from the oh. Bible. Oh! Uh, yeah! And <laughs> 420 <laughs> Blaze! <laughs> blaze indeed. Yeah. Thank you to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe one that did this, and Sammy DeLucia. Thanks everyone for the continued support. We do appreciate it. Um, we got this show out despite... The whole internet exploding right before. Also, um, our two laptops collapsed halfway through the episode. So yeah, that happened. But I edited seamlessly around it. Seamlessly. So. I wonder if anyone will notice when. <laughs> Just a big, massive, like, static noise for 20 minutes of the episode. <laughs> um, but we do, we always do our best to get these out. So uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. All of our socials are linked below. There's also a Spreadshirt store if you want to get some merch. And... The most important way you can ever help out the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, for God's sake. And I think that's about it, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about it, so I've been Connor Lawler. I have been an AI clone of Sean Mead. Oh, no. And I wish I'd talk to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 